Miller. And that's 100. Um, we cannot thank all of the supporters of this podcast, all of the guests, all the incredible people that have been a part of our journey. Um, for this 100th episode, uh, I had no control over anything. Um, uh, Liz, uh, our co-host, took over and brought all the guests in. and uh, I think it's the worst guest we've had on yet, but uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, we had a lot of fun with it. Um, I do want to start off by saying uh, we want to remember the one who we started this journey with, Rylan Harris, um, a student that we lost last year to brain cancer, um, who truly shaped our program here at Brentsville in a way that no one has ever done before and creating so many incredible people, uh, a community that is unbreakable and truly one of the greatest things I have ever been a part of. Um, and there's a foundation that has been set up by his family, the Ryan Strong Foundation. Uh, if you're ever looking to do any philanthropic work, uh, it is a foundation for raising money for childhood cancer and helping those in need uh, in all areas when it comes to uh, childhood cancer. Um, and I want to send a huge shout out to Liz and Dakota on putting this podcast together uh, as it's not easy to do this again by yourself and setting up a whole day and everything. So um, again, I want to thank you all for just creating an incredible community here on this podcast and Tiger Turf Talk um, to all of our guests who have been so phenomenal and educating all of us on their own journey and truly what we can achieve through our works and through each other. Um, and I think that's what the sports field management and the golf course industry is all about. And I truly, truly cannot thank you enough for showing us all what it takes to be a true professional in this industry. Um, so again, from the bottom of my heart, I cannot thank you guys enough. And I really hope you enjoy this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. Happy 100th episode no. of Tiger Turf Talk, because I have no idea what's going on. And apparently everyone in this industry knows and I don't. This is so <laughs> let's uh, hand it over to the real host of the night, uh, Liz, over here, who has put the entire night together, which, again, I have no idea what's going on. So she's tormented me for about two weeks. So let's figure it out. So our great idea, Dakota and I, for the 100th episode is have former students interview Miller. <laughs> yeah. okay we have julie kessler jr at virginia tech who got to go to the little league world series for softball this summer with me and bronco i don't know how to say your last name deeds <laughs> good planning liz way to know your guests oh yeah all good yeah sure so julie would you like to start with some questions <laughs> Um, so what advice would you give to your younger self? Like, before younger self, avoid Julie Kessler at all costs. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Dang, no, you're putting me in a spot here. I don't like, like when you, when you were joined, when you were joining the industry before you even thought about becoming so, a teacher. When I was joining the industry, I, I was coming from a not so great place and. 
I just remember when I was heading down to Virginia Tech for it, I was just looking for someone to sort of guide me to where I could be successful, you know? Um, and I actually, I posted a post today about uh, sort of the people down there that made me the man I am today. Uh, Casey Underwood on the grounds crew, you guys worked for him. Uh, I mean, Dr. Goatley obviously was a big influence on my life and where I am today. And really, I mean, everyone along the way, Matt Brown, uh, the amount of shit he had to deal with when it came to a newbie in the industry who had no idea the heck he was doing and breaking shit. And part of my friend, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I forgot I'm on a PG podcast. Come um, on, family friendly. Yes, yes, of course. Um, Chris Acton, uh, Julie, you obviously got the opportunity to work for him in, in Pittsburgh and uh, really just finding the people that will guide you to that next step and that next chapter. Uh, to we're here today with uh, Mr. Cameron and Dr. Mites being able to help me find how to become a teacher and be, uh, you know, close with my former students to have them on today. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just overall find those mentors that are going to guide you down a path to be successful. You know, that's the, that's the biggest words of advice I give myself because I got lucky as hell when it came to that. And uh, I wouldn't be where I am today without him. So I think that's a pretty good answer. Glad I could help you, Julie. <laughs> well, my other question that was going to be kind of deep is who who is Gosh. the person or the people that you look for most for guidance, whether it's about life or like the turf industry or teaching. Trying to, trying to make me cry, Julie. Is that what you're trying to do? I told no. you it was coming. <laughs> um, uh, my mom and dad by far have been my rock and my sort of guiding star when it came to everything in life, whether that was baseball when I was younger or other issues. Obviously, growing up, you faced a lot of different things, and you guys know this probably better than I do when it came to COVID-19 during your guys' senior year. and. Seeing all that, uh, my parents were obviously such a big part of who I am and who I still am. Um, so they they had a huge impact on my life. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't be an educator without my, my dad. Uh, that was definitely not in my cards and my sort of my story that I thought I had going for me uh, in this life. Um, and I mean, who else? I mean, there. Don't you say you. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys can talk as your co-host. I swear. <laughs> Julie knows who it is. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I know who it is. <laughs> don't worry. It's his mom. So yeah. <laughs> now that we're over that hump, um, I mean, when we talk about. Uh, just sort of professionals that helped me. I mean, again, I listed them, but Casey Underwood's like a second father to me. And those guys on the that crew were my brothers. So uh, they had a big impact on me as a person and a worker. You know, I always talk about how Casey was uh, the guy that always outworked you. You know, you never wanted to be outworked by your boss, but there was no shot ever that you were going to ever beat him when it came to work. Um, and it was funny. We took the tour with him around the facilities and 
it's so weird to see him in his new role, you know, requiring him to be in the office. It's like unnatural almost, you know, when it comes to seeing things like, like that. So uh, Casey had a big influence on my life and still does to this day. Uh, That's the big thing about the industry is you really don't not have enough advice and mentors that you can have. Um, And I think you guys have learned this since joining the industry, you know, Uh, hopefully I was an okay mentor for you guys, but uh, the people that you guys met, I mean, Julie, Chris, Again, he's always there for you whenever you need it. He was always there for me. Uh, and it was just things like that that I always was so lucky. Uh, the other thing that I always talk about when it comes to the my bosses, people at a higher level tend to have more stress and more chaos when it comes to their job. So like sometimes stress, even with me, and you can ask these two, and you guys experience it too, when things happen or shit hits the fan, there was always like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Like. Not really ever did I have that in my workplaces when it came to NFL, MLB, or NCAA. Like, obviously, there's animosity from time to time, but it was never ill will or anything like that. It was always a learning experience. And that's what I always thank those guys for whenever I get the chance, you know, because I would be nowhere without them. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Hi, Julie. Nice try. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite memory before you became a teacher? At any any of your jobs or even getting swallowed by the tarp. Favorite, <laughs> favorite memory in the industry. Oh geez. Oh, it, can, so... it can be funny, it can be meaningful. It well, can I be... can't I can't share the funny ones, but um why? You can PG podcast. <laughs> like um that's a tough one. Before or like when teaching, you before when you teaching do... The one that the one that Broncos talking about, I'll just tell that one, but it's not like my fondest memory. Um, Come on. The <laughs> so we had a, a twelve o'clock game, which is like the earliest time you can play an MLB game, and it was at the end of like a seventeen home game homestand. Like it was the longest homestand of the year, so we were getting out early. We were all like, "Heck yes, we're getting out of here! Like this is gonna be amazing." And it's the bottom of the ninth, and we have Jerry's familiar, who's like the number one closer in the league at the time. He's like, got the guy, two outs, two strikes, one ball. It's like, okay, we're good. Uh, And then the eighth inning, we had like an hour and a half rain delay. So like, it was still like we had a chance of rain, but it wasn't on a radar anywhere. Um, (laughs) It just opens up like a monsoon, like two inches a minute was pouring down on the field. And I just remember (laughs) standing there like, there's no way they're playing like, like like this is it like he's gonna strike him out we weren't gonna put the tarp on we're gonna let it rain because the field could take it we had just put like 40 bags of conditioner out so it was like okay we'll let it ride and he gave up a three-run home run for them to go up by a run so we were sitting there like this isn't good and yeah so we struggled to get the tarp out on the field and there's a video of us trying to climb the tarp <laughs> to get the tarp like even just on the edge of the infield because there was just so much rain not really of you guys more of you so again i was it was a solo shot i was i there were a lot of solo shots of me i would like to point out matt was climbing behind me when i was like trying to pull he was like climbing up the like 13 foot tall bubble that we had made 
I want to see this video. Uh, you haven't seen it? No. I haven't seen it. Uh, Bronco, pull it up. Bad. It's bad. Um, What's the name of it? I'll, I'll show it. No, it's, <laughs> it's okay. We can do it another time. But it was it was funny because the security guys the next day was, was, what's going on in Hollywood? I got like 30 texts like you made SportsCenter not top 10. I was like, well, thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, I think they I think what happened was they're like, look, this fat ass can't move anything. We got to make sure that we show the biggest guy on the crew can't move the damn tarp. So, you know, good times. Good times. Um, fondest memories. Uh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, I, get, I gave one story at least. This is going to be the longest podcast ever. It's just going to be millions. Some of my fondest all time. <laughs> Some of my fondest memories. Well, you're the one that came up with this. Don't blame me. Okay. Sorry, we'll prep your you next time. I literally asked for that and you said no. You could be no, biased, Melody. You could say I'm one of your fondest memories. I one of my fondest teaching. memories before teaching, Bronco, yeah, was the fact that. Uh, they were there were simple ones, you know. Um, one time, obviously, after like a long, long game, long tournament, whatever, uh, I remember ACC lacrosse tournament, and I was talking to Andy when we were down there about how uh, there isn't really like student work that they can trust to like stay at the games by themselves, you know. And obviously, you guys can make it there at some point, but it was I used to be left to take care of the field during any games, so. The ACC girls lacrosse tournament, we had a a game where it was like the seventh game of the day. And again, this is like televised nationally. Like we were on the big screen in Lane Stadium and a storm came in and I was I was the groundskeeper. I had to make the call on like what to do. So I'm talking to the ops lady, uh, forget her names. Very nice lady. I said, we got to move like we got to go to the indoor facility like now. Uh, cause the lightning strike was five miles out. And so it then was 10 minutes of me sprinting over the indoor and setting everything up and like, just like, okay, I'm moving like 400 fans to stand around the field in the indoor facility. You guys know, well, to p- finish the last game of the day, you know, because obviously they didn't want to wait, uh, cause there was going to be like a four hour wait or something. I was like, yeah, I'm not staying here for hours. So, um, but the next day, I remember sitting down with Casey, and he was just like, I just want to let you know I'm proud of you, you know? Like, simple things like that always stick with me, you know? It's it's moments like that that you work to get to. Uh, I remember leaving Pittsburgh. Uh, Matt, uh, we were, I think we met up at, like, dinner or something, because I was working Steelers training camp at the time, but he said, don't ever lose your work ethic, which to me meant everything because I knew I wasn't the best worker and I knew I wasn't like the best groundskeeper. And I know he dealt with a lot of stuff that I was learning, but for your boss to say something like that to you on the way out is just, it speaks volumes to you actually accomplishing something there. So little things like that is what I I hold on to pretty dearly when it comes to my time in the industry. What do you look forward to in the next like, Five years. Tiger turf talk, baby. <laughs> uh, next five years. Oh. Or what's your like five year plan? Where do you hope to be? Right where where the, Matt, um... hopefully. Honestly. <laughs> Retired. Hopefully. Retired. <laughs> uh, I am 27, young man. Don't even start with me. Retired five before years. 35. That's impossible. I would I would die about five minutes after I retired. Um, 
No, I mean, obviously there are some goals that we have for the program that I'm focusing on. Um, I know you guys heard about the research center and everything that goes with that. I mean, I would love that to be done before the next five years. Um, you know, just, <laughs> I guess, build what we have here. I mean, we got so much stuff going on around here that you guys don't know about. We have a new concession stand where we're going to be end up getting a brand new stadium. You know, we're going to be putting in Bermuda. Uh, I can't say it yet. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> putting in a, a brand new Bermuda grass that we're going to sort of change the way that we care for our field and uh, being able to do things like that, have an artificial turf practice field. Um, and again, that speaks volumes of what you guys did when you were here. The fact that they didn't put it on the game field and they didn't destroy all of our work and all of our dedication to what we built here, you know? So my, my hope is just to build on what we have and bring in some incredible people and have a great opportunity to keep growing. Hey, Bronco. All right. <laughs> All right. Bronco's been working on this for two weeks and he's got like three questions that are like the exact. I'm going to be honest. I'm just going in blind. I'm just coming up with these as I'm going along. You and me, um, you and me both, bud. Um, I guess I'll start off simple and just do like over the, the past couple of years, like which, which design on the field was your personal favorite okay. and what inspired mm -hmm. it? Yeah. We've we done so many. Yeah, I know. There's a ton. I don't know. Mowing or painting? I was going to say, there's so many different options. Whatever. Do, whatever. do one mowing wanna... and one painting. If yeah. Pa the painting, obviously, like we've done some really cool things. Like we did that camo one time and whatnot. Me personally, the state of Virginia has been sort of our, you know, creme de la creme. I, I mean, for, mo for most people don't know this, I freehanded the state. <laughs> not true. Yeah. <laughs> you not know what freehand is? That doesn't mean using string. String is helpful. Uh, with freehanding. Uh, yeah. What? It's I didn't debatable. have a stencil. No stencil. There was no stencil. No it's freehanded. No stencil, but there was string. Dakota, why are you like making everyone doubt my word? <laughs> it was halfway freehanded. Yeah, there we go. It was freehanded. The string wasn't even like no, clearly. I have a picture. I have a picture of it. Like, all I, right, no, no reason to argue. It's okay, okay, continue on with the awfully defensive. I will not be. I will not. Jeez. Be. Look at this. We just it barely showed the outline of the state. Like, I that is not. I was there. Yeah. So why are you doubting us? You're doubting our work. Mm. Either way, <laughs> the state of Virginia was still one of the coolest things we've done. Uh, and it's funny because Mr. Cameron, I remember uh, he he texted me like on a Saturday night and he was like, you think we can do the state of Virginia around the eye? I'm like, sure. It's like, I was just watching the ECU game. I'm like, you know, uh, it's, I knew it. I called it was from the ECU. No, I do. I literally was thinking about this for two weeks straight. That's fine. I said that. I've said this before. Like, listen to Dakota, even though she thinks I don't do work for real. Um, Only halfway. Only halfway. Thank you, bro. Only halfway freehanded. Um, we've done some really cool mowing patterns too. Um, the the one I like, obviously, it was a design that Billy Ellinger, who's the assistant at a uh, uh, Pittsburgh, great guy. Um, actually, Julie was his roommate for a little bit uh, when she was Indeed. in. Um, 
the the one that we went mowing pattern of the year for the I put a couple of spins on it that were ours. Uh, he had a rounded edge. You remember the ones that like cut across like a diamond sort of is were yeah. rounded. I added a couple of things in the middle. Um, uh, the, that was probably my favorite mowing. Uh, they're going to kick out of this. The one that we did on softball this past year that was inspired by her hero. Uh, yeah. Lady, you know, with her, the uh, diamonds that the single passes. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Did you guys see that one last year? I don't know. I, I see all the ones that she posts. I meant ours, Julie. <laughs> was it on Twitter? <laughs> I meant ours. If it was on Twitter, I, I saw it. Yes, or it Facebook. was on Twitter. Then, yeah, I saw it. Um, I My just, personal favorite is the Trailblazer that we did when I was like... Did you see the new version of the Trailblazer that we did? I don't, honestly, I have no idea. You guys post a lot. So. It was on Twitter. <laughs> I probably did see it then. I thought it might have just been a throwback. No, it was so. Instead of doing just the halves, it was the it went around. So it was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> Somebody commented on it. It was like the middle of it was like two feet to the left of the center, <laughs> and they were like, "It would have been nice if it went right down the middle." I'm like, <laughs> "Fine, sorry." Yeah, yeah <laughs> boo hoo. <laughs> uh, and again, that was. I think I helped a little bit with that, but I think Franco did a majority of that one. So like, again, most of them are students. Cole Couch and I did the one for the field of the year. Like I put the first round in, but he burned it all in. Like it was, yeah. What else you got there, Bronco, since I'm getting you viewed? Huh. Well, this one's going to be a little personal to me. What is your favorite memory involving me? Because <laughs> I know there's a lot. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. I don't even know where to begin. I think the funniest one, and again, like I might get in trouble for telling this one. Uh, you and Hunter had my phone oh, for some oh, reason. Yeah. Okay, so th- th- you were juniors or sophomores? It was like sophomore, junior year. Yeah, I think it was sophomore. So we it was, were, it we was my first year teaching. And Bronco and Hunter are like thick as thieves. They don't like they there was no one else other than those two. Like they always were together. And <laughs> I taught the quarter before I actually started teaching and the, the worry the of mine was that they would be in the same class after that quarter that I taught. And I was like, this could be bad if they're in the same class. <laughs> like it could be very, very bad. So we were, I don't know. It was like the first week of school. You decided that we're going to make vlogs on Miller's phone. <laughs> Cause like I would play music and stuff and like, it'd be on a cart or something and I like grab it and they go and have fun. Like it wasn't anything bad or anything, but there was one time I remember and uh, Bronco and Hunter are like, well, this is daily vlog number seven. Um, and uh, you know, we're just out here painting the field and it's uh, been a good time. We've got Alex over here. We're going to do we're doing good work. And I'm like standing across the field or something. And uh, <laughs> I think, I don't forget who it was, but he was like, dude, I think Miller's pissed. It was Alex. It was okay, Alex. Alex like, yeah. Alex, I think Miller's pissed. Like, Bronco uh, goes, nah, he's not mad. And all you hear in the background is, oh. <laughs> 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 it was like, he's like, oh, he's pissed. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Like, walked away. It was pretty funny. I'm pretty sure that was the same day that Alex tried to jump the fence. And oh, gosh. Yeah. Open. <laughs> um, no, and the and then there was there were a bunch of other ones, you know. You guys, you guys did so much for this program, specifically you two. That I mean, we have countless memories. I mean, we have memories past school ending, you know. Um, 
one that I, again, I still regret to this day and I wasn't able to do was come to your guys' graduation. Um, hey, I still got one more. I, I yeah. promise to be there, Julie. I will. I don't want to hear it. You promise to be at ours also. I'll first. grab, I'll bring Bronco and we'll, it'll, that'll count as the. I ain't going. It's, <laughs> <laughs> fine. It's Julie's day. Anyways, we don't want you there. Um, we'll see uh, if Braden makes it. He might. <laughs> oh, okay. Zach, Zach, maybe not. Just we're going to stop talking about them. Okay. Um, they were supposed to be here, weren't they? I don't know. Just I don't know anything about anything. I called Braden. I'm still waiting for like this big guest to show up and it'd be like, oh crap. Which again, it's LeBron. LeBron James. (laughs) (laughs) Bronco, I much prefer you. That makes you feel better. I know you would prefer. I know you would prefer LeBron to me, but it's fine. Nah, not a not a LeBron fan. Um, (laughs) but again, like there are so many different things that I mean we've done over the years. Whether that's working at other fields, uh, working at our fields, obviously. I remember I think it was your junior year. We, I mean, it was the first time we hand sprigged a field and seeing that sort of transformation and everything. And just overall, like the facility, like changes we've made over the past five years have been like astronomically different, you know, which has been awesome. So yeah, hopefully that answered your question. Yeah. That was good. That that blog thing. How's it going? (laughs) Um, And the ideas. So while we were okay. talking about uh, going to other schools and stuff like the homecoming tour, mm-hmm. what was your favorite uh, memory from those? Those uh, I know, I know. It sounds like like no, no, duh, Miller. Like <laughs> this is obviously your favorite. Um, it was the XFL, and it wasn't even like the night of that. I like I like the fondest thing like about it. It was just it was funny at times when you guys were like it's freezing. It was like the it was the only night that it was like. Hey, let's be cold. Like we were, it was like March or something. So like every night had been like in the sixties and like this dropped out of the forties and everybody's like, I hate you Miller. Um, but I, I've said this before, but my fondest memory was after everything was said and done and we got back, um, what I think it was you, Julie, we were sitting there, we were talking and you were like, Miller, it's the same thing we do here. Like there's really only like measurement differences and like, you don't understand how much that meant to me in the moment, like to actually hear someone say like, this is what we do at school. Cause that's what the whole point of it is. And I, I try and get this through to the kids like, and these two know, because obviously what they've done for the program and what they've seen, like there are so many parallels that our kids do in our classroom that is parallel to the highest level, you know? And I always talk about how we try to have the best things here. Like the paint machines we use are the same ones they use at the professional level. Like same mowers that I used at PNC and City Field. Like the the norm here has become so similar to the standard in the field that Mm -hmm. I think kids really don't understand how like significant their work is here and what their skills are. You know, Uh, I was talking with Liz the other day. I was like, you don't quite comprehend how skilled you are in this actually she's very nervous about what she does and worried she's going to screw things up even though she really never does maybe once that's or twice the only way to learn and there you go so that's another thing but like the the fact that like we had that moment where like okay this is i'm actually making a difference you know like you guys i mean you guys have moved on and most of the stuff you do at your facilities and everything like 
obviously you've learned a lot more and a lot of different things compared to what I'm able to teach here, but the basics and everything like in a regular internship, you guys were pretty set coming out of my classroom, which is the goal, you know, and that's what I always hope for, for the kids that are coming in my program. So. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. There's no more questions. <laughs> I'm thinking. If you're done, I have some. Okay. Yeah. You can ask. Okay. Here, here we go. Now here's the, the hard ball. So I know like I know, and all of us here know, but for the viewers, tell us like what got you interested in turf and kind of like your turf life story. Or your life stories, everything from the beginning in the hospital. Uh, 1995, January 5th. Yep. Fairfax, Virginia. Remember it like it was yesterday. I was a hefty, hefty boy, almost 20 pounds. Ooh. No way. No, yep. Gosh. I'm not, the birth not certificate. my birth certificate. No, I'm not going to post it. <laughs> I, I apologize to my mom when I found out. I'm like, sorry, mom. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, Something that I, I don't really talk about too much is I was a failed athlete. Well, I wouldn't say failed, but I mean, I, I love baseball. Or <laughs> <laughs> too big. There was that too. Um, I, I was a baseball player through and through. And that has always been a thing that I've loved. Uh, I mean, I coach now. A lot of people don't know this. Even people in the building didn't know that I am a coach elsewhere at a different school. But um I, I loved the game and I really, I was ready to give it up like playing wise, but I wasn't really ready to like be gone from it. Um, and I remember uh, Mr. Smith, shout out Mr. Smith, still at Unity Reed High School. Uh, he was my biology teacher and he, I actually had him for three classes. You guys think you got me for two this year. I had him for three. Um, so literally all day, one day. Um, and I, remember sitting and talking with him and he's like well i went to virginia tech and like there are a lot of great like degrees and whatnot and uh he mentioned turf grass and i was like yeah okay you can study grass that's a thing um and I, he's like no seriously like golf courses sports fields and i'm like hmm, i like sports <laughs> uh and i ended up looking at it and i was like well i'm really interested and i ended up applying and I got in, uh, circumstances sent me elsewhere in life. Um, certain things happened and I ended up at Shenandoah university where I was not the best. Um, we're not going to get into that. Um, but I ended up transferring to Virginia tech for turf grass and I'll never forget that conversation with Mr. Smith. And, uh, my brother had worked on the grounds crew. Uh, and again, nothing like it was like an industry thing that he could do. It was just a job during college. Um, and I ended up on the ground screw down there and I just fell in love with it, you know, and that's, it's part of the reason why I became a teacher was not enough people know about the industry and not enough people know about the incredible work that people do. Um, and I, I remember Bronco, uh, Bronco and I used to have conversations about like, what he wanted to do with his life and things that he could do. And you guys want to don't say it, Bronco. Do you want to know what his options were? So he was, he loved turf and he like loved the class and everything like that. You want to know what his other option was that we discussed? What? It's very funny, actually. Don't say it. Yet. Don't think about this. Still think about it to this day. What would be a funny sort of industry to get into? 
Don't say like clowns or something. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it could have been. Uh, no, he was interested in, in poultry. He wanted to be a poultry scientist. It was, it was, oh my gosh. That was another fond memory of you, Bronco. For, I was going to be the next Purdue, bro. <laughs> sure. Okay. No, but let me tell this other story. So I still think to this day, the reason the video was not made was because of you. Um, they never made that video, by the way. So Bronco interned for the Potomac Nationals and the county came out and they were going to do a video on it. Uh, and it was like first big thing like we've ever done. Like we've had like four things already this year, like the interviews and all that. This was like the first big one that our program was getting noticed for. And uh, <laughs> Bronco goes, oh, life might be uh, when I'm taking the, the hose out. <laughs> he's got a mic i was mic'd a up a live lavalier mic on his neck and i'm like oh no <laughs> so luckily the guy who was filming had talked to him about things that he had been doing and what he was interested in and one of the things he was talking about was poultry and he was talking about his chicken and the chicken was a male which means so he decided that I just want to let you know that I've got the the biggest cock in the state because he had like brought it to the fair and it was like officially the the biggest chicken in the thing. And I'm like, first place in the state fair. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) I can't believe he's actually saying this right now. And I'm literally standing with the guy. He's like, you don't want to hear what he's saying. I'm like, (laughs) oh no. (laughs) So yeah, that was fun. Thanks Bronco. Why did they never put, why did they never put? Because you that? said that. <laughs> that is not, that part wasn't even, that was just a toss up. That wasn't even going to be in the video. No duh. He probably just decided he didn't want to do it anymore because you're an idiot. It was like, yeah, these, <laughs> these kids are doomed. What was the question originally? <laughs> Life turf story. Oh, I, I'm at the part where like I became a teacher because yeah. I want to give you guys the same. No, tell the story of how you became a teacher. I know, but the viewers don't know. I'm pretty sure the viewers have read it or heard it or whatever before. Read it. Repetition. So I was. You just transferred to Virginia Tech. Uh, I'm, we're doing the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I NFL, MLB, all these different things. We've talked about that. We're going to go to the teaching part. So <laughs> I was home on break, like a, like a vacation and. Uh, the career and technical education advisor for the county. His name is Doug Wright. Awesome guy. Thank you, Doug, for everything. Um, he talked to my dad or my dad talked to him. I don't even know what the whole thing was because my dad still doesn't remember. Love you, dad, but sometimes it's like fuzzy. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm going into a meeting to discuss like what they could do with the agriculture program here, like revitalizing it to like actually something that has to do with something in the area or whatever, like whatever it is. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, so we are talking and it gets like what they can do in class. We're talking about painting fields, managing the landscape, all the different things that we do now. Um, And like using the equipment they use in the pros and have all these things. Two hours later, he says, wait outside for five minutes. I was like, yeah, this is the weirdest conversation ever, but okay. Um, <laughs> And I, I'm sitting out there and he goes, you have an interview at Brentsville in 20 minutes. I was like, no, I don't. I was like, I'm not applying for the job. I'm just here to give you ideas. And it's like, so I call my dad. I'm like, what did you do? I am on my way to Brentsville. I am not ready for this. What is going on? And it was like, I just was like, what's going on? 
So Dr. Mites, I'm <laughs> hair down on my back and fertilized stained t-shirt and not even wearing really anything like appropriate for an interview. And I didn't have a resume and I didn't have it. <laughs> so I walk in and I was like, hello, you're going to have to take it easy on me because I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> uh, and I remember that interview very well because it was three hours. It was like from noon until three, like through dismissal, through all these things that are like very important for a principal to be a part of. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that happened. And I, again, talking to my dad, I was like, you're crazy. I'm not doing it. What are we doing here? Like, what is this? Um, and I sat and down. And then he met me. <laughs> Dude, if I had met you that day, I would not be a teacher right now. We'd still be best friends. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> um, so I, I remember sitting down with my dad and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, whatever. Like, they wanted a second interview because of all my ideas that had to go through like the athletic department, like Mr. Cameron does everything for us and helps us do things that most people can't because the funding for the things for the fields benefits athletics and we're helping save money in the long run. But again, like there are certain things we wouldn't be able to spend that much money on. Um, but it had to be channeled through him. So he had to approve the hire. So I interviewed with him and Dr. Mites again for two hours and took a tour, discussed different things. And, uh, and we hit it off. And I was like, if I don't do it, I'm going to kick myself in the ass. Cause I never thought that I would be teaching a turf class ever. I didn't think it was a thing. Um, and five years later, here we are. Follow up. What kept you at Brentsville? Cause you, you want have- the real reason. Oh gosh. <clears throat> it's not Bronco. <laughs> Collectively, it's the kids. Because you guys know I've been through a lot. I mean, so many different things that program-wise and hurdles and different opportunities that have come up and all these different things. But the constant that has kept me coming back every day, loving my job, is you guys. And that's the God-honest truth. Because it really, like... I, and I hate when teachers complain about kids and how they struggle and all these different things is like, why are you teaching? Like you, you shouldn't be in a classroom if you don't like kids. Like I want what's best for you guys. And the things that we've done and have accomplished, I mean, Julie and you literally world series, like that wasn't a real thing <laughs> a year ago. Like that wasn't possible, you know? Um, like, being a part of things like that would never had come from teaching. I mean, come from being a turf manager, you know, like um, I just, I appreciate you guys way more than you guys ever know because I don't, and it's not you guys. Cause I know you guys know that I appreciate you, but like, just like normal students that I have like every day, like I love each and every one of you guys, no matter how insane you drive me, like the painting the track. <laughs> We we have our moments, I will say that. Um, but just like being able to have an impact on you guys, like uh like these guys obviously went into the industry and whatnot. I know you guys are thinking about it and it's not a hundred percent, but like it doesn't matter if you go in the industry or do anything like that. I still keep in touch with a bunch of kids who are just either they're having kids now, oh my gosh, uh getting married, things like that. Like uh, you guys know Sam, you guys know Franco, those guys, all of them, like they're 
is just so much. I don't know what the right term is. Like the, you guys get such a bad rap for your generation, which don't get me wrong. There's obviously those kids and you know that uh, specifically in your guys's classes, like not like my class, like Brent, the turf program, but like in the school and whatnot, but you guys are the reason we're successful. You guys are the reason that I love my job. And then you're the reason why I keep coming back. So everyone always talks about you never work a day in your life. If you love what you do, a, I call bullshit. So don't, don't get mad at me for saying that because you guys know the work that we do and you guys work hard and everything that goes into it. But of course, if you love what you're doing, you're going to love everything that goes with it. And that's what I love about it. You know, um, giving you guys the opportunity to go moving forward to different things. Like I know you've talked to different people about Tennessee and obviously, you know, people now that I thought you were calling in like 15 industry professionals or something, or was like, but you have the ability to do that as a 16 year old is insane. Like that's kind of stupid when you look at it, like face value, like who in God's green earth has a kid who is a high school student, who's a junior sophomore, whatever it is, Calling people, I know you're a junior. That's not what I meant. Okay, you were technically a sophomore when you made these connections. So shush. What I'm saying is, is that you can make a phone call. Both of you can make a phone call to someone you know in this industry and have an incredible opportunity as a teenager. I, Julie, I'm gonna bring this up because. You and your internship opportunity. Remember what I when you texted me what you got back? What did I say? What? When you got told like oh, you your said, internship, you like said, you had that list of things, and what did yeah. I say? You said, Wow, you're so lucky. Yep. Because there are so many opportunities that have happened that I would have killed for. Like I as a as a student in uh the in like this colleges like there i remember i applied for the uh there's an internship to work the super bowl i remember applying for that and i i know chris had great connections and i was like maybe i might be a shoe in for this never happened but there are so many different things that you guys have already had the opportunity to do i never co- talked to a college professor where i got before i got to tech when it came to turf you've already met seven of them in like <laughs> five days you guys got to meet everyone in Penn State. You've talked to Dr. Sorok and all these different things that like I would have died for because like I was never given that opportunity, which I'm not saying like I'm giving you that opportunity. I just think it's something that keeps me going, you know, being able to provide those opportunities and be able to have an opportunity like this, you know, make connections across the world. Like I never in my life thought we would have a podcast like this, like hundred episodes in and I'm like, what? <laughs> Still one of the craziest things, little pause, little side story at the uh, convention, which if you're listening, I apologize, but this guy scared me at SFMA last year. He's like, I know that voice, Tiger Turf Talk. I'm like, oh, I quit. I quit. I quit. I got to go. I I was like, whoa, like people in the industry actually know this and like you're like following this and it's great. And I love that. But I mean, I made it for you guys like. During COVID, we had meetings with people that you guys got to sit in on, and it was like the head groundsman at Wimbledon. Like people would die to have that connection, and you guys have it. So, um, I just love seeing you guys. And my biggest thing is like you guys have just as much passion for this as I do, and that's what I love about it. 
even if you don't do it, like your brother, prime example, till the very end, but to, in prime example, like he loved doing it. Like, I hope, Ethan, I hope you loved it. Um, but like, there were so many people in that class, like Andy and those guys that were never going to join the industry, but they just loved doing what we were doing. That it's great for like me. That's why I enjoyed it so much. So, and enjoy it. I'm not going anywhere. I promise. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> Your next question. <laughs> <laughs> so Are there any tears forming yet? No sunblock. That one was close. That one was close. <laughs> this is your I, goal is to get me cry. I know a question. I know a question. Oh god. I don't know if it's like it can be a group of students or a student that made the biggest impact on you as a person and as a teacher. Any 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 year. It doesn't have to be specific. Julie, I feel like you want me to say you. No. No, yeah. she wants to say no I'm genuinely curious. Like who made the biggest impact on you? as a person and a teacher. Hmm. Don't feel obligated to say anybody. No, there are just so many kids, you know, it like could, you guys it could obviously be like they motivated you. you, guys or obviously, they pushed you. Okay. Yes. Let me finish. <laughs> you guys obviously had a huge impact. I mean, Bronco was day one. I mean, he was always there. I still have yeah. a picture of him sitting behind my desk when I was a sub. Uh, he had my hoodie on <laughs> from work, and <laughs> Hunter had my hat and glasses on, and all you just see is Bronco like this, and there's like a, a four X. Yeah, <laughs> my like five foot tall, yeah, hundred and ten so, pound person wearing a Mister Miller sweatshirt. <laughs> so again, like you guys had such an impact because you guys were the start. I mean, you guys shaped me as a teacher. You guys made me understand like the limitations and the different things that I had to work through to become a, an okay teacher. I'm not saying I'm good or anything like that, but like to be able to like take it to the next level, you know, be able to like understand like what you guys need to be again uh, successful and how the the classroom can be successful. I mean, in the beginning, there were so many kids that were like like bad, like they would. <laughs> throw rakes at me and stuff like that where it was like <laughs> why am i here like what am i doing like why would i want to do this like this is crazy but kids like you that showed me that like hey miller we got you it's okay we can do this like this is gonna be great we're gonna finish this and like you're the ones that got me through like it total honesty i mean the thing that i will always say is the leadership in our program each and every year have such a big impact on who I am and what I'm able to do um, that, again, like I put it all on you guys. So Bronco, you and Julie and uh, Julie, your story is hilarious. I mean, did you see your life going this way ever? No. Did you? So, again, I was already in it. Like, I don't know why you're like. <laughs> yeah, but you, Julie's you... story, Julie's story was you were a junior junior right yeah so she was yeah. a junior and we went to uh nathan's dairy bar and she was there with her boyfriend at the time and i was just getting food and her boyfriend walks up like this is my girlfriend she was wondering if she could take your class next year and it was like in a week so it was like a week before school started i was like yeah just come talk to me we'll get you set up she took the class and i just remember like she was like above everyone else on everything like she was ready to go she was proficient on all the mowers she was great on everything like like 
damn, this girl could really work in this industry and do a great job. And I remember you coming to me senior year. I was like, can I take two classes? And then it was like, I think it was January, maybe even a little earlier. You're like, you think I could do this? Like, and that was something. That's why the the Literally World Series was like such a wonderful thing. Like that moment where like you were questioning because you were a female and whether or not you could do this. I'm like being able to see it come full circle because I know you can handle anything. And that's why I always told you like, you're going to do great in this industry and it doesn't matter who's in your way. You're going to be badass and you're going to do great. And that was all from one little run-in at the ice cream shop. And that's what's cool about life. And that's what's cool about this program is being able to have the, those moments like that. Um, and yeah, so obviously these two have had a huge influence on my life this year and this past year. I mean, look at where we're standing. Like this was basically built by them and three other people. Like no one thought this was possible. We made this during COVID. We didn't know, I didn't know it was going past COVID, but, uh, here we are at a hundred. Um, and I mean, just what do you say? Episodes. Um, you confetti. <laughs> I asked her if she wanted confetti. She said, no, I've got it. Why wouldn't you want confetti, Liz? No, no, no. She said she had it. I did have it. I have here. Grab the lights. We'll have a strobe light party. Turn out the lights. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, again, like being able to like, I mean, you guys are so much fun to work with. I mean, you guys are all like, especially these two, they were always so interested in learning. Like it wasn't ever like a, Oh, this is like work for me. I just want to get better. Like uh, this summer, they rocked everything. Like, you guys know, we take care of all of our fields. These two were the main two that came out. Very rarely do we have anyone else come out, but we were able to do a great job and they got so good at it. Like they just go and do it now, like without question. Well, Dakota does. Um, <laughs> not my fault. Not my fault. Um, but Again, and then the other thing is like seeing like how excited they were. I mean, Dakota, I'm calling you out. Sorry, you gotta have to deal with it. Um, Dakota's wanted to do medical. Is that the right term? So she's wanted to do medical since when? Forever. Yeah. So like since high school started. Um, did the camera move? No, it's just been crooked the whole time. Nah, you good. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, but she, I don't remember. Was it the school board meeting? We, yeah. So we were recognized at a school board meeting by the county and uh, talking about the different things that we had going on and all these things. And uh, I think Dakota like got more opportunities to do really cool things in the field, like outside and all that. And she's like, damn, like this could be something I could possibly do in the future. And it's moments like that that I live for when it comes to all of my students. You know, like I never want anyone to not do what they don't want to do. But I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say I want kids to go into this industry that I love. You know, that's the whole point of why I'm here, you know, like being able to show what I did and what I'm passionate about and then see that passion in you guys. I mean, obviously, you two uh, are rocking it right now. I mean, it's it's something that's incredible to see. And then it's funny because Dakota goes like back and forth and everything. And then she had a meeting with a professor and she's like, I didn't expect it like that. And so like things like that, it's like really funny. <laughs> They're laughing at me. So it's so funny. Don't make me do it for real. Okay. Start exposing. <laughs> I had a little bit of moisture. 
fly onto the table and they just start laughing. So I, I wiped the microphone. I'm like, don't make me do it for real. Um, but again, like, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything, like just seeing even like that much interest in it, you know, like having the time to like talk to again, the professor she talked to is in charge of all of the FIFA fields this year in Qatar or Qatar or whatever it is. Don't come after me. Um, and then setting up. So she'll be in school if she were to go there where she could be working with them on the FIFA fields here in the United States in 2026. So like something like that is like incredible. Like I would never even remotely think that's possible for me when I'm in high school. So it's things like that. What are you laughing at, Julie? <laughs> Your foot. <laughs> 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 it's just like poking out the side of the table. Sorry, I'm fat. Sue me. No, it's just like it's it's just also Dakota's really right here, so I don't want to like get too close. It's just your foot. It doesn't look like there's a leg. These girls came from uh, basketball, so they're kind of like. Go get the door. Oh, she'll be right back. Um, Uh, it's a secret guest appearance. No, it's (laughs) Papa Smurf. Oh, bring him on. <laughs> bring him on. Uh, that's Brock's favorite human being right there. Outside his family, obviously. Um, oh, gee. I like Kenny and John, too. I can't complain. <laughs> um, but no, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, you want to talk about that a little bit since what? you don't talk to me anymore about any of this? What? Like what your experience was with uh, Sorokin and everybody. Um, I was nervous to talk to him because I didn't know what it was going to be like. And you wanted me to mention money. Again, I wasn't important. comfortable with that. And that's fine. You didn't. You don't mention it the first time ever meeting someone. Well, it's not like you're asking for like a higher pay raise or something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, how much do you make like in a year? $30,000 a year. Still. Um, but I mean, like, what, what did you get out of it? Like, there are so many things that you probably talked. It was a 40 minute conversation. Yeah, I was sweating in that press box. It was a thousand degrees in the press box. I don't know why, but <laughs> it was very hot. Um, he told me more about like the Tennessee program and like all that they do. Um, and I got to learn like that I can work on the grounds field or whoa. Grounds crew. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, even as like a freshman or like intern there over like the summer and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. She learned a lot more than that. She just isn't remembering it right now. But like things like that were like literally in class that you can we can set that up for someone who wants to maybe do this, you know, and just perk their interest. Like that's awesome, you know. And I think I think you've enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope since you asked for that, like, you know, but I know you guys enjoyed it. No Bronco, I'm talking to you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Dakota, do you have any questions for me? Um I don't know. No, not really. It's hard going last. All the good questions are taken. Julie, any questions? I don't think so, but we gotta wait for Liz. Well, the, someone better come up with a question because I'm not prepared at all. The two questions you always ask. Okay. <laughs> well, you gotta come up with them. No, the ones you always ask at the end. I know of the you have to. I don't remember them. You have to do that. Is it the end of the podcast? 
I don't know. I'm tr- I'm literally not in the know of what's going on. We're losing Do you back, so we're good. Bring them on. Bring them on. Bring them on. Bring them on. So I talked about them a second ago. They're going to probably come in the frame. Yeah, it is. It is Monica. Here, come here, Dad. My mom and dad are here. No, you can come in. No, you're gonna hit the you're gonna hit the camera. Just tell them pop in front of it. Pop is coming here. Come here, Dad. Let me. Oh, we got we got dinner. (laughs) Hey, buddy. What's happening? Not bad. How about yourself? Working hard. Of course, always. (laughs) Straight A's. He's graduating. Well, I'm done now. Hey, you're assistant superintendent or something. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Big shot. Yeah. I, you got to come out and golf. Uh, not me, pal. <laughs> I'd say up. Nice golf course. <laughs> okay. Come on. Bring Mr. Miller. Okay. That's <laughs> funny. So, mm. one more ish question ish oh gosh so i know you talk about how important connections are in mm-hmm. the industry yep why do you think that and how did you come to that realization i think <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry Julie. my dad says hi hi <laughs> um <laughs> for those that don't know like if you couldn't tell like my parents know julian bronco like you guys have had a big impact on all of our lives so and now my mom's gonna start crying so we're not gonna go that way um we talked about it earlier uh say hi bronco says hi (laughs) this is gonna be the weirdest the weirdest edited podcast is the 100th episode okay this is going Uh, unedited (laughs) i'm not changing a thing bronco don't worry i won't change a thing um my big thing with connections and everything is like when it comes to your network like they can get you anywhere you want i mean let's use use an example leah can get you in any minor league stadium in the country son can probably get you anywhere anywhere in this country because she's going to be the president next year of sfma um amy worked in the ncaa for 20 years before she became a field consultant construction person so i mean she has connections throughout the entire ncaa like people always talk about it's who you know that gets you places like we told the story before i wasn't going to be a teacher until my dad said something to someone thanks for that by the way (laughs) um but there are so many opportunities when you know the right people and that's why it's so important to have that network and Again, the network you guys too, you both you have is ridiculous compared to what I had when I started <laughs> and I was 20. So, you know, but yeah. Yeah. And the last question, what piece of advice would you give to a high schooler like me in Dakota interested in going into the turf industry? I mean, I do this like every day. I don't know why I have to answer this question. <laughs> you don't do it on the podcast every day. Well, I know that, but I don't know. I'm not good at this. That's why I ask all the industry professionals. (laughs) I'm going to ask the question. Let's God. Um, Best words of advice. (sighs) Shoot. (laughs) Work hard, my dad says. Yeah. Make connections. (laughs) 
good one. Oh, here's here's my version of that. Um, okay, <laughs> my turn. Love you guys. Um, <laughs> the big thing is, is you gotta love what you're doing. You have to have a passion for it, which both of you do. You know, whether you do it or not, I know you love taking care of our fields here. Uh, it's something that if you love it, you're going to be working until you're like 60, you know, like, uh, again, we talked about the new G generation versus the old generation. When it comes to the industry workers, you have to, you have to love what you do. And I think I do a pretty good job of showing you guys that when you love what you're doing, you can be successful to any extent. Um, Something that my dad instilled in me and my mother instilled in me uh, is work ethic, is to understand that if you're going to achieve said goals, you have to be willing to put forth the effort um, and you have to be able to push through the hard times, understand that when you are done and you've completed something that we talk about, like the glam shot at the end of the week, like if that's your motivation, use it. Is it, if it's player safety, understand that that's the reason you're doing it. That push through, you have to make sure everything's perfect for them. Um, and having that purpose allows the work ethic to just come naturally, um, with everything that you do in this life. Um, I had something else that escaped me. Oh, rely on those that are there for you. I'd be nowhere without these two. Um, I rely on you guys so much, even Bronco and Julie still to this day, uh, when it comes to just being able to teach and being able to do what I do, uh, without those people, what's the point, you know? So make sure you are doing your best with that and everything that goes along with it. I'm babbling now, so I'm going to stop. Um, God, keep going. We're almost there. <laughs> they're trying to get me to cry. That's their Shed goal. Shed a tear. Good to cry. My mom's already shed enough tears for all of us. Um, any questions? That would... Any questions that would... You're <laughs> my parents against me? Dad, you got a question for me? Why teaching? You, your ass, that's why. <laughs> my mother said I can't say that on the podcast. I do what I want. Family friendly. <laughs> What'd you say? Gotta be... Family friendly. Can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, couple of things I want to say before we wrap up. Am I okay to do that? Or no. I guess. Do you that have wasn't any questions, Miss Dakota over here? That wasn't in the plan. Bronco, <laughs> I, am, I am the plan. Gotta... Uh, we're past the <laughs> time. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I want to start off by saying, for those that don't know. Oh, I have one more thing. <laughs> no, I can do it after that. For those that don't know, I have no idea what today was. Wasn't allowed to know. Wasn't part of any planning or anything. So Liz and Dakota, thank you guys for doing this. Obviously, uh, the 100th episode is a big deal. And you guys tormenting me was great. Um, we forgot the cake. We did. And it only it took 100 to get me on the podcast. <laughs> so... Again, shout out to them. For those that don't know, it takes a lot of time and energy to put even just one episode together, um, let alone getting multiple guests and making sure everybody is on. Uh, here's your crying uh, freaking Bronco. Let's go. As a 
as the hundredth episode, I always try and remember who I started this with. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Rylan Harris, who passed away last year, was our first host. And if you look right up here, you'll see the Rylan Harris Foundation uh, money that is collected for every kid with cancer uh, foundation created by his parents. And to represent who he is as a person and was as a person. Um, so we really hope you guys can help us out going and donating today at the Ryland strong foundation.org. I'm not crying yet. Your mom is my mom's crying about everything. <laughs> um, but again, the journey that we've been on, on this podcast, starting with him to where we are today with you two, obviously running the show, uh, I I cannot thank the industry enough for everything that we have accomplished with this podcast and being able to put out content that educates more than just my students. Um, and I can't thank all the guests enough for everything that you guys have done. Uh, it has meant the world to me and my kids. And like I said, my, my kids are everything to me and that's why I'm a teacher. So uh, you guys truly have made their educational experience better. Uh, through the darkest time in any one of our lives. So truly from the bottom of my heart, I can th not thank you enough for everything that you've done. And I can't thank you guys enough for what you guys have done. Mom, stop crying. <laughs> Look at big tough guy to holding it like together. And Liz has something to make me cry. Here we go. So I reached oh. out. This has been half of the podcast. How can we make me cry? <laughs> so I reached out to Dr. Goatley and asked him to say a little something to congratulate you. I'm going to turn away from the camera. Here's a little something on Drew to celebrate the 100th episode. I didn't get to know Drew until he took the senior capstone class for TERF students at BT, but it came evident to me very quickly that Drew was a leader among his peers, students, and he has a strong passion for the industry. He definitely enjoyed his time at Virginia Tech as much as anyone. But I mean that in a positive way. Drew took advantage of his time in Blacksburg to not only succeed in the classroom, but to also succeed on the job working on the sports field at Virginia Tech, as well as interning for some of the top sporting complexes in the United States. Drew, Drew's people slash social soft skills, no social skills, <laughs> set him apart. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> set him apart. Oh, I lost my spot. Set him apart from others. His personality and ability to relate to anyone in just about any situation makes him a natural and leading a classroom. And he has done all of this with a smile on his face, enjoying his education, his job, and the special bonds and connections he has made with so many, as much as anyone I have known. My congratulations to Drew and the BDHS students, faculty, staff, and program supporters that have made Tiger Turf Talk what it is today and reaching a milestone 100th episode. I can't wait to see what's in store for the next 100 episodes. I'm not crying. <laughs> There's not even a teardrop. I love you, Dr. Goatley. Um, stop it. Not doing it. Come on, do it. Leaning over the, the mic. He's like, do it. <laughs> do it. Uh, thank you, Dr. Goatley. Uh, I hope you know that you have shaped me more than you will ever know uh, in making me who I am today. Uh, and we appreciate everything you've done for this program, uh, especially with Julie and Bronco here. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a hell of a ride guys for sure. You guys have anything you want to add for the hundredth episode? We did it. <laughs> By the way, I guessed this like the second day and then she lied to me about it. 
he guessed it because Julie kind of hinted at it. Oh, no, because he literally called me and he was like, what are you doing on Tuesday? And I was like, I'm going to class and work. And he was like, what else are you doing? And I was oh, like, geez. I don't know what, what you're I talking say? about. What can I say? <laughs> well, he was like, instant. he was like, I felt like I was getting, um, question like yeah <laughs> like i commit a crime no interrogation. Or i don't know what you're talking about miller knew better not to text me about it i wouldn't have responded two seconds yeah but i wouldn't have told you what i was i would have been like um playing checkers or something <laughs> <laughs> so you saying playing checkers literally gives away that you've been doing this got a chess tournament to attend i have a chess tournament <laughs> uh name three uh figurines that are on a chessboard my friend a pawn a queen and a king wow one more a knight look at this kid <laughs> i was in chess club bro you in elementary chess club? oh my gosh we'll a long time ago and uh, a rook god <laughs> I'm good. Love how Bronco's brain's like, what is that last one? The rook. <laughs> I've been thinking. I, that one was at the tip of my tongue. So do you guys have any last questions for me? Because apparently that's what this podcast is. That's all I got. Me too. Well, again, thank you guys for being on this 100th episode journey. It has been a blast. Thanks for finally getting me on here. <laughs> Bronco, you didn't show up the last time we had Brentsville students. No, I was. there was something I was doing. Yeah. A chess tournament. I was neck deep in chess. Yeah, you, know, you gotta be strategic and all that, which we know you're not, so definitely need No, to- I was doing I was driving somewhere. I'm pretty sure I was heading to Georgia or something. Georgia? It's a great song. <laughs> uh you know what else what is want, a great song you? about you're, Georgia? You're in charge. Sign us out. You got it. <laughs> you literally yelled at me for like Come on, somebody. Yeah, Bronco, why don't you do it? <laughs> Again, thank you for the 100th episode of Tiger Turf Talk. We're very excited. We would have confetti and whatnot, but Liz forgot it. So have a wonderful night and take care. <laughs>